approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Coach Steve. Uh, it looks a little weird just seeing me, my beautiful face here today, guys. Uh, Coach John could not be with us today. He has some uh, work things he needs to take care of, and Coach Jibs has uh, some power issues. So uh, I'm just going to kind of go out here with myself today and kind of roll the dice overall and see how we can do today. Yeah, we wanted to be here to make sure that we were here to help you guys still win a championship, even though we all can't be on at the same time. So that's what we're going to do today. Hopefully, everyone had a pretty good, uh, you know, week two there. Uh, week one, I'm sorry. Week one, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I know myself, I actually did pretty good. And all my Justin Jefferson shares are looking fantastic right now. So I'm very thrilled about that. Hopefully, you guys had a good week. If not, that's why we're here. Let's go pick up some waivers here, guys. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to talk about waivers and maybe come out the, get into a few other things and call it from there. So, let's get into the news and let's see what we got. All right, so let's take out the news for the day, guys. Uh, there's a lot of injuries this week here, so we're going to talk about a lot of different things, which sucks. I wish I could have had all the boys on, but it is what it is. Uh, so, first off, T. Higgins suffers a concussion. Versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, he is in concussion protocol right now. There's a shot for him to be able to come back and play week two. I wouldn't blow the horns yet, but Tyler Boyd becomes an interesting piece for sure. This is the big news. So there's a lot of actually. Dak Prescott injured his throwing hand last night, which requires surgery. And early on, diagnosis is saying it's six to eight weeks. So that's basically possibly two months of no Dak Prescott. Now, how does this affect the Cowboys offense? Well, a lot of different things kind of go about it here. Uh, first off, you know, obviously the new quarterback is likely going to be Cooper Rush unless they go out there and, and find another quarterback. But it definitely hurts all around the the pass catchers in a hole. Uh, C.D. Lamb did not look good or did not seem to have a connection going with Dak or Dak was not able to get him the ball last night. He did have 11 targets in the game. Uh, he might be a good time to buy low on him. I, I don't know if he's going to see that top two round upside that we a lot of people were drafting him in that nature. But he should still see a abundance of targets in this offense. So if someone's freaking out now, this could be the good time to buy super low on him. He had a terrible first game, and he now he doesn't have Dak Prescott for the, for a good two months now. It might be a good chance he might still be able to put up you know low end wide receiver two numbers for your fantasy team. Uh, you know, Dalton Schultz. And usually quarterbacks can kind of keep tight ends afloat, so I'm not too concerned about him. I don't know if his upside is there as much anymore especially with the touchdowns now, but he did look good on Monday night. Uh, I don't know if I'm trusting Michael Gallup now or Jalen Hur- Jalen Tober at all or Noah Brown on a consistent basis. I mean, Noah Brown did have the, the, the best game out of all the wide receivers. I mean, he's probably working with the second team where Cooper Crush kind of worked this offseason, so he might be, they might be have a connection there. So maybe in deep leagues, Noah Brown is an interesting option, but Jalen Tober and Mike Gallup will be coming back at some point soon. Uh, 
but and they might run the ball more with Zeke and, and Tony Pollard now, but the O-line also saw some injuries as well to that line, so it's not looking good. You really don't want to have any piece of Dallas right now. Uh, they're, they're not looking great, guys. So, all right, Keenan Allen suffered a hamstring injury. Uh, it's possible he can miss week two. I haven't seen any reports to say that he's fine, he's ready to go, he's no issues or anything like that. Uh, but keep your eyes on that. There's a good chance that he does play Thursday night, so there's a good chance he could miss week two. And we'll talk about some waiver options for, for Keenan Allen, of course. Mac Jones, back injury. Uh, everything came back negative. It looked good. It uh, doesn't seem to be okay, but we'll see if that's something that could end up lingering or uh, lingering through the season. Again, he wasn't really a valuable f- fantasy options unless you were talking super flex leagues. Wanda Robinson injured, suffers a knee injury. Yeah, he was out pretty early from that game. Haven't heard much about that just yet. Now, uh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris did injure his foot in this game here against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, he did have a Liz Frank injury during the offseason here that kind of kept him out for most of, this, most of the season. Now, I don't know. Apparently, it's a, it's a sprain now he might have or some kind of foot injury. They're talking about possibly a high ankle sprain. I'm seeing a lot of different reports. I haven't got a clear update on this just yet, but it's definitely something to keep keep yourself aware of because it might be something that could linger. Like I just said, in the offseason, the Liz Frank injury is something that concerned me, and that's why I pretty much just stopped drafting Najee Harris's redraft season because I did not want anything a part of that, and it could be pretty it could be pretty interesting. So uh, keep your eyes on him overall. As for the next one we have here, Elijah Mitchell, and it's already been confirmed. He's going to miss probably almost two months. Uh, he has a, uh, a sprained MCL, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, definitely a major blow. Definitely something that, unfortunately, we kind of saw coming. I mean, he said he was an injury-prone running back. And, and and this is what comes of him, unfortunately. he just It's just what you are as a 49er now. You are an injury-prone running back. And we'll talk about some replacement options here in a little bit. But, yeah, Eliza Mitchell is two months likely to not be able to come back until probably end of November, middle of November. All right, and then Chris Godwin, even though I spelled his name wrong, my apologies. Uh, Chris Godwin suffered a hamstring injury and is likely confirmed already that he's going to miss a few weeks probably. We'll see. I think they're testing, doing some tests on him right now currently. Uh, but there's a chance for him to probably maybe miss the first month of the season now. And definitely a major blow because people thought they were getting the discount on him. And now you might not have him for the first month of the season. Obviously, this definitely helps a guy like Hulu Jones, who had a really good game on Sunday night. And if Russell Gage can come back and be healthy, he could end up regaining that fantasy value that we loved early on in his uh, offseason. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Definitely hurts Tom Brady a little bit, but he should be still be fine with all the weapons he has surrounding him. But, yeah, Chris Godwin is definitely going to be falling down uh, over the next – probably the next month or so. So that's, that's the fantasy news. Again, there was a lot of injuries, guys. And then, again – we planned all offseason for what you got to do, and then you get to the season week one, and it all falls apart. You just got to make you adjust. That's the big thing in fantasy is to adjust to what happens on your fantasy team and what happens on other people's fantasy teams as well. So, yeah, injuries, hopefully some of these aren't, you know, long-term injury issues to worry about. So, all right, let's get into the main topic today, guys. Like I said, we are doing the waiver wire talk today, guys. We're helping you guys pick some waiver wires for the season or for this coming week here and there was injuries so there's definitely going to be some people we're going to talk about here and what we're going to do is we're going to start with top five overall how i feel the top five you should target uh this coming week for your fantasy lineup so first off we're going to start with number one it's the 49ers running backs 
Now, Jeff Wilson handled the workload in this game here because Terrell David Price and Jordan Mason were both inactive for this game. So it was basically just Jeff, uh, Jeff Wilson, which he's a fine running back. He's had moments where he's been fantasy relevant for us. Did not really look good in this rain game here this past week. Uh, I mean, it was a really bad game in, in Chicago overall, but nine for 22, just two catches on the day. I don't know if he had any receiving value. It's all has to come from the ground here and he did not run very well. Hence why you draft Terrell Davis price in the third round and kept a, a guy like Jordan Mason, who fits this offense really well. Uh, again, short term answer might be Jeff Wilson. He might be the guy who sees the ball for the first few weeks. I'm also targeting the other guys, Terrell Davis price, Jordan Mason. I, I'm targeting these guys. If you have death at running back, Go after those guys instead. If you don't need a Jeff Wilson to be your fifth back who's just going to give you RB3 numbers, go get Terrell Davis-Price or Jordan Mason who could give you high-end wide receiver RB2 numbers overall because of what he's able to do. Either one of them are able to do. They're younger, they're fresher backs. Jeff Wilson's been in the league for quite a while. But if you're a running back needy team, go after Jeff Wilson at that point. Spend a, you know up to probably 20% of your fab if you're because he's probably going to have the ball carrying duties for the first few weeks of the season and if really needs that running back situation, go get him now. That that's the guy I targeted, but for those who don't need the running back, go after those other two guys. Those are my top priority. That's the number one priority this week. Coming at number 2 now, uh Jalen Warren, uh Pittsburgh Steelers backup running back. Now, I told you guys about the Najee Najee Harris injury. Uh, and it's not something that seems to be a concern, but I've, I heard a lot of different things. I actually heard a report that is possibly he could end up missing a month of the season. So, again, hasn't been confirmed yet, but I've heard, saw some reports out there. So let's 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 get that confirmed before we go any crazy about it. But Warren should be someone that you go and pick up on your team now. Don't wait until you find out that Najee Harris is out for multiple weeks. If that ever comes the case, go get Warren now. Put him on your bench. Uh, He's definitely not. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him because Najee Harris is obviously, hopefully, at this point, still playing. But uh, he's definitely someone as a running back needy team. I'm going after you know five to ten percent of your fab right now. If something with a change, obviously, that would jump to probably 50, 60 uh, percent if Najee Harris is out for an extended period of time. But haven't heard anything yet. But he is my number two overall pickup this week. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie comes in at number three. He might be a little high on some people's vote. He might be on teams, but what he was able to show us in a short period of time, a touchdown. Uh, against the Rams this past week here. He didn't have all the workload. He split some time at the slot with a guy like Jameson Crowder. But he performed enough for me to say, all right, I want to go get this guy if I can. Uh, Jameson Crowder could also be an option, but we'll talk maybe about him later. But McKenzie, I think there's better matchups that are going to spread the ball a little bit more. I don't think it's just always going to be Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis. If Zay McKenzie will get his opportunity to shine, too, in this Buffalo's offense. If you're looking for a wide receiver, he's a nice guy. Again, I'm not spending big fab on him, like 5%, 10% at max. Uh, but he has upside in this game. I definitely want to see if I can get a, a part of that in this offense here. So, uh, Next up, Jahan Dotson, the rookie from the Washington Commanders. Now, he is also somebody that I am looking to uh, pick up on my team here now. Uh, he, and he had a – his week was pretty solid. And don't, don't mistake the fantasy points. He had two touchdowns, only on five targets. And he only had 54 yards on the day. and But his explosiveness is what I like about him for fantasy. And I think if the more he plays in this offense, the better his role will be long term. And I think there's there's opportunity for him to really break out this coming season here. So I'm going to get him now for the long haul overall because I, I like his upside uh, in this offense here. And he seemed to be – you know he had more targets than Terry McLaurin. So, I mean, give this guy an opportunity – bench him and see if he can end up putting some solid numbers up over the next next couple of weeks 
And last, my last top five in this category here is Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan had a really solid game this past week against the Houston Texans. Could have been better, but solid nonetheless. Now he gets to go, goes up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just let their former Colts quarterback, Carson Wentz, throw four touchdowns and over 300 yards. And Matt Ryan could do that. He has a good offense to do so. I'm looking, if you're looking for a streaming quarterback, maybe you lost Dak. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is not working out for you. Maybe Matthew Stafford wasn't working out for you either. Uh, maybe some of the guys you took a shot on, like Fields right now and Tua, that you don't want uh, 100% pleased with, Matt Ryan should be able to put up a solid week two fantasy finish for you. So he's my number five guy to go after this coming week here. Before we get into the positional talk, I do have a word from our sponsor that I'm going to go through first here. Our brand new sponsor, No House Advantage. Uh, they're partnering up with us for the month of September. This is a fantastic app. If you love fantasy football, if you love betting, sports betting, this is the app for you. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy platform available today. Play in the Pick'em Contest versus other people for a shot at $250,000 plus in cash, guys. You download the app, you choose a contest. You select the prayer prop, you earn points for the correct picks, and climb the leaderboards for your shot at the big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit on all your picks. I mean, 20 bucks, 20 times. I mean, you guys are looking at big money here. Come on. Uh, bet up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up today with the promo code COACHESGUYS at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get your first deposit match up to $25. So if you take our app, take our promo code, they're match up to $25. Guys, you can't beat that. And make sure you check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this, guys. I've downloaded the app. It's fantastic. You got to go take advantage of this. No House Advantage, App Store, Play Store, whatever you use, go on the website. It's been fun. It was fun to play this weekend, guys, and I made some decent money on it. So you guys can too. Again, our promo code is COACHES. Don't forget it, the fantasy coaches, coaches. It makes all great sense. So we appreciate if you guys will go sign up and play today. And we converse each other, too. <laughs> all right. So back over to the waiver wires here, guys. Uh, like I said, I gave you my top five overall. If you're looking for players, I gave you that overall. So now the positional rankings here. Looking at the quarterbacks this coming week, there's not a lot of quarterbacks I really like in their matchups this week. I already mentioned Matt Ryan as a great waiver wire pickup, but Carson Wentz has a pretty solid matchup as well, too. I like what he's able to do in this offense here, and he does play the Houston. He plays the Detroit Lions in Week Two, which Jalen Hurts had a pretty solid game overall against them. So I think Carson Wentz could also do that as well. Uh, next up is Marcus Mariota. Now he's got a tougher matchup against the Rams, but the Rams' defense didn't look as solid as we thought they were going to. I mean, again, it's the Buffalo Bills' completely different offense, but his rushing ability on the ground. That's what something intrigues me in fantasy VL. We love Jalen Hurts. We love Lamar Jackson. We love Trey Lance. Marks Mary had 72 yards on the ground and a touchdown. That alone screams like if you're looking for a quarterback right now, he could end up just having a solid day. It might not be a great passing day, but he could end up getting 100 yards in the game any moment here. And the Rams, their offense didn't, the defense didn't look as sharp as they were uh, last season. So uh, for quarterbacks, those three are the best recommendations that I can give you guys. Everyone else is the matchups are kind of tough, and you don't know really where you stand with these quarterbacks overall. For the running backs here, again, I mentioned the 49ers wide running backs at this point. I mentioned Jalen Warren already, two of my favorite pickups this possible week. 
again, there's some other guys here you could possibly go after. Rex Burkhead, um, I had him in my article from, from waivers to rostered. Uh, he's probably going to be rostered a little bit more. Again, this is more of a beware. I'm not saying that don't pick him up if you need a running back, but again, most of his work was in the receiving game, which I kind of mentioned like in a couple of the podcasts earlier that he might have the better day than Damian Pierce. Uh, but I don't know if he, he's going to be able to consistently put up solid numbers. He had 9.5 fantasy points in half-point PPR. That's what you're probably going to get out of him most weeks. If you're looking for that in a running back, go get him. But I would assume at some point, hopefully, maybe, maybe not, Damian Pierce ends up doing better than what we were able to solve this past week. But right now it seems to be Rex Burkhead's job until proven otherwise. Uh, some other running backs in this category here. Uh, Zach Moss. I mean, Zach Moss was definitely pretty impressive overall from this past week here. I mean, he had five he had five catches in, the, in this game against the Rams here. And he seems to be locked now. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just a fluke. Uh, yes, he had six targets. I'm sorry. Or six catches. Uh, but he could end up seeing a bigger workload. Maybe Devin Singletary, even though he looked like the best guy, uh, ends up kind of falling apart. Maybe Zach Moss gets another opportunity to be the starter once again. I mean, James Cook probably is in the doghouse for maybe a few games here. Gives Zach Moss the opportunity to go. Again, I'm not spending big money on any of these guys. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard from the Tennessee Titans, he had a pretty big day, too, in fantasy. You might see that in the fantasy stats at the end of the week here. I mean, he had over 18 fantasy points in this outing here. But uh, it game, two-touchdown game, I mean, on three and four receptions, nothing on the ground, really. Uh, again, in PPR, maybe you want to pick him up, but I'm not saying go out there and get him. I mean, but he's an option if you're looking for it, looking for an RB right now. Again, Buffalo, tough matchup still, so I don't know how much I'd be willing to go out there and get Hilliard. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco from the Kansas City Chiefs, he had a pretty solid outing as well in this past week here, uh, but most of his work was in the fourth quarter when they're basically up. He had a good day overall. Maybe he gets more involved. Again, 12 for 62 still is a really good day for a guy who played in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, it's definitely someone you should keep on your radars overall for sure. Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden played the best for these for the Rams. Uh, Rams, the Raiders, I'm sorry. The Raiders this past week. He, he had the best overall game, and he seems to be very involved in the passing game. And he knows this offense at, uh, he knows his offense back in his time in New England. And Josh McDaniels, I couldn't think of his name. He knows how to play in this offense. So he is definitely an option in PPR leagues you could go after if you'd like. Uh, and Edo Benjamin, I mean, he had three catches this past week. I'm still looking to go and grab him if he's out there on your waivers for sure. I mean, I don't think James Conner really was anything exciting for this past week. And he's an injury-prone running back. It, it might be the time to go out there and get Edo Benjamin, just have him on your roster. I mean, three for 33 on, on in the air. So don't hate it overall. So, all right. So let's go over to the wide receivers now. And I, I mentioned um, Isaiah McKenzie and Jaha Dotson already. Just so you guys know, they were my earlier part. Uh, well, just found out from Adam Scheffler that Najee Harris' foot injury came back negative, and there's belief that he could should be good to go next week. Uh, but I still pick up Jalen Warren in just in case. Uh, Devin Duvernay put himself in a big play this week. Uh, I mean, he only had 54 yards, but he had two touchdown grabs. And again, he I have to see if he's played in the slot. I don't know yet still. I have to take a look at that. But, I mean, he had a good solid outing here. He actually had almost more targets than Rashad Bateman did and actually was actually killing Rashad Bateman until Bateman had that 50-yard touchdown. Uh, but Devin Duvernay could be here to stay as a slot wide receiver in this offense here. He's fast. And he's someone, if you're looking for wide receiver depth, it's not a bad option. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, just like Doxon, had a really good outing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but 
for Samuel, it's more of a PPR thing. He had eight targets, uh, not eight targets, eight receptions on 11 targets here, 55 yards on the touchdown. Again, this is what we were kind of looking for for Curtis Samuel. He was kind of that utility guy who could do a lot of different things from short yards and, and make the most out of it. He even had four carries for 17 yards. Uh, definitely someone, if you're looking for a, a quality depth wide receiver, Curtis Samuel could be a guy you could go after this week uh, for sure. All right. Over to the next guy here on my list here, uh, the Giants wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, Ricky James. Sterling Shepard didn't really do much, but he did catch like a 50-yard touchdown in this past week here. He's always had a, somewhat of a connection with uh, Daniel Jones, so he could end up, you know, doing some work. Wanda Robinson got out of Tony. Kadarius Tony Bailey even played as a wide receiver. Uh, Kenny G just looks like a shell of himself at this moment here. Uh, Ricky, Ricky James, though. He might be the guy in deeper leagues to go after. I mean, he did have six targets in this game. He actually led the team in targets, and he had a decent outing for overall. I mean, you know, five for 59 yards, not terrible. A slightly maybe easier matchup for for this wide receiver core. They're okay, guys. Guy from Arizona, Greg Dorchich. He ended up being the best wide receiver on the Arizona Cardinals this week. I really thought A.J. Greenwood stepped up. I guess not. Hollywood Brown had a decent outing for sure, but um, – Dorkic had uh, you know nine targets in this game, and he had seven for 63. Pretty solid overall. I mean, almost doubled the targets in his first game. Five more weeks down the stretch with you know the Raiders, the the Rams, the Panthers, and the Eagles. I mean, he's not a bad option to go after for sure if you're looking for a wide receiver because it seems like someone has to catch catch the ball there in Arizona, and he could end up being their guy for a few weeks. Uh, a couple other guys. I said Tyler Boyd. I mentioned him before. If he's out there, he definitely should be a pickup just in case Ty, uh, T, Ty Monk, uh, God, I can't think of the name. T. Higgins is out this week with a concussion. Tyler Boyd put up a solid performance, and he does pretty well when, when one of the top two guys are out of the lineup. So uh, Kyle Phillips from the Tennessee Titans, a slot wide receiver here. He's just basically a Hunter Renfro, but for the Tennessee Titans, uh, he had six for 66. Now, he started off pretty slow. He had a fumble in this game, too. Uh, most of his production kind of came late in the game, but – I do know that Ryan Tannehill has loved stone to his tight ends over his career, and he played a lot of the tight ends, a slots, not tight end, I'm sorry, the slot wide receiver role, and Ryan Tannehill did love throwing to his slot wide receivers. So uh, Kyle Phillips could be a guy that ended up having uh, a pretty solid season as a rookie. Uh, Joshua Palmer, uh, if Keenan Allen is out this week, Joshua Palmer has an opportunity here to really step up and be that number two. Uh, DeAndre Cotter also had a really good game for the Chargers as well. I mean, Palmer didn't have a great game, so I don't know where it really stands on his 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 you know play this coming week. I mean, you could pick these guys up, but they do have a pretty tough matchup against Kansas City Chiefs on a short week. I don't know if Palmer Cotter. I wouldn't trust him either, but Palmer was the guy who I loved all, all season. I hope that I would give him another chance to kind of shine uh, overall for this. So, and uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's about for the wide receivers. You could say maybe Noah Brown, but I'm, I'm not really thrilled to want to go out there and say Noah Brown, to be honest. Uh, as far as the tight ends, guys, uh, tight ends, Gerald Everett definitely stands out at the top right now. I mean, he had a fantastic game against the Raiders. Raiders were pretty bad against tight ends, but he had a good game, and he just kind of stepped up into that what we thought Jared Cook could be last year. You know, three for 54 yards and a touchdown. He's the guy won against the Kansas City Chiefs team next week here. And this Thursday night, if you're going after a tight end, this is the guy I want to go get right now because he's tied to a good offense. He's tied to a good quarterback. He's a talented uh, wide receiver, even though he's not a wide receiver, he's a tight end, but he's a talented pass catcher. Uh, this is the guy I want right now on, on my team. Uh, other tight ends, 
those who talk about O.J. Howard, he did have just two targets in this game, and they were both touchdowns. If we remember last year, there was a guy, uh, oh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, I had it earlier today. But the guy from the New Orleans Saints, something Johnson, Drawn Johnson or something like that, he too had two touchdowns his first game and then just never never appeared the rest of the season, even though he had an opportunity for the tight end position. I don't know if O.J. Howard is going to be like that, but O.J. Howard played very minimal snaps. Maybe he sees some more this coming week, but isn't a guy I'm going to rush out there to go get. If he falls past the first round of waivers, maybe I'll go get him then. Uh, and then finally, Hayden Hurst had actually a really good game uh, compared to you know what we thought he would be able to do in Cincinnati, but did have five catches of 46 yards for a tight end. That's not bad. Uh, again, if T. Higgins is to miss time, they have a better matchup against the Cowboys this week or potential potentially a better matchup. And Hayden Hurst could end up finding himself in a really solid position to be a high-end tight end, too. If you're looking for a tight end right now, he could be a pretty solid option for you overall. So, But that's going to wrap up today's show, guys. Uh, I wish it could have been longer. I wish we could have had some more analysis. But uh, this is what I have for you guys today. Don't worry. The crew will be all back together on Thursday for our start and sit show. Hopefully you guys like this. This is kind of be what we're going to be doing for the waiver wire show, just going over a few players here and there and giving you guys our top five overall. So thank you guys for listening in. As always, please go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Got our articles. We have uh, Dynasty Coaches up there. We have uh, rankings uh, for the weekly weight rankings that are up there. We have my playbook. Uh, it's a really cool thing up there. It's very in-depth statistical analysis. Uh, it's almost done for this week one. I have to just finish it hopefully today. And we'll be back on Thursday, guys. So stay tuned. Check out our uh, Twitter at Coaches Fantasy for all of our content that's going to be posting over the next couple of days. Uh, we have a review from uh, Coach Emerson. We're going to have the Dynasty Coaches. We'll have our podcast. We'll have my uh, waivers to rosters article. And then we'll have our uh, from Coach Hunter, our DFS article this coming week. So uh, we thank you guys for listening in. Tune in until next time, guys. And have a good one. The bag is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mighty has entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, Jack. Back on my head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.